All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Friday night sitting in for the big guy. That is me. I'll be uh, steering the ship tonight, as they say. Uh, oh, I think I have something on my chin. Ah, we'll do that in a bit. Uh, sitting in, doing news tonight, David Zier. Uh, he's a Real America's Voice correspondent, as well as his own show that he hosts every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. You can check it out here. Breaking Point. David, how are you? Good, and I am a real American. <laughs> Thank okay. you for having me tonight. Yeah, as always, he's got uh, some great stuff he's going to be sharing with us. He also hooked us up with a guest. We'll be doing a little bit later on in the 9 o'clock hour. His name being Trent Talbot. We'll talk more about him, and we'll have him live on the air at around 9.30. I think he's hanging out with Curtis Lewa, but we'll see. Um, just kidding. Uh, also doing sports tonight is Slick Rick Amirati. Rick, what do you got, man? What Good do we evening. got on tap? Rick, well, we have Tokyo update, the Olympics. Uh, it was big tennis upset in the men's tennis. 4 by 400 relay drama. And the U.S. women's national team in soccer had a nail-biter earlier. And also uh, Patriots owner Bob Kraft got some good news today. Oh, all right. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that coming up in the next segment. In the meantime, like I said, it is a, uh, it is a Friday night. Thank you for uh, taking the time, spending it with us here on Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Also, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus 1029. You can watch us on the Roku channel. Um, all over the place. Of course, all the socials. And if you want to watch and interact with the show, of course, it's live from studio6b.com. Send in your emails to lfs6b at Yahoo. And uh, yeah, let's uh, get things rolling. How was your, uh, your day there, David? Uh, my day was great. I recorded my show, which will air tomorrow. Uh, we had great guests. I had uh, General Jeff Schlosser on, Major General. He was the uh, head of the 101st Airborne okay. and the Central Command in Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, I'm doing great. Uh, my daughter's getting married next week, a second oh, wow. wedding, second daughter. And I still have a kidney I can sell. So I, <laughs> <laughs> one left. All right. Well, you know what? We've got a lot of stuff lined up. I'm going to want your input on some of this stuff as well. But I think the, uh, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, um, the stuff about the mass mandates and what Biden's doing and saying and, and how things are changing. But, but then something else broke today. And it's even bigger. Even even more, um, I want to say... Tasty. Yes. <laughs> a very good choice of words. Um, we didn't have a, a special intro for this, so we'll just have to go with... Uh, we'll just have to go with it and see how it goes, because this is breaking. This is huge. This is stuff you don't see. No other world leaders have to deal with this stuff. Only we do. Only we do with our world leader. Let's check this out. Cut number one. Um, what's on Biden's chin? And, and expand your capacity is through oh, the partnership that we note. have. What's that note? State hmm. government, um, Let's see. What does it say? Uh, this this issue is chin. ongoing. Okay. Each oh, year oh, it's discussed. It gets mm. worse. It affects real people. Um, everything from, from children who are breathing. Oh, oh. are you kidding me? This is the leader of the free world. <laughs> he was wiping off the oatmeal from the nursing home. Either that, I, I mean, we should we should have we should have tried to you know play a game and, and see what's on Biden's that that would be the name of the game. What's on Biden's chin? <laughs> so, we used to play a similar game elsewhere, but I can't talk about that. But this, as you can see, the note was handed to him by somebody on his staff, and uh, he's just sitting there. I guess they were doing something about something. Who knows what he does? 
Um, but they have him sitting at the table by himself. The person walks over from his staff, hands him a note. Says, sir, as you can see written in, in, in uh, cursive there, there is something on your chin. To which Joe, instead of, you know, maybe going, oh, okay, let me just uh, make sure I get this off and wiping it maybe on his leg or, you know, maybe maybe doing this. You know, what, what do kids do? They, they go like this, you know, stuff, something like that, something normal uh, somebody might do. Instead, what does Joe do? Well, he, he turns into that, that Smales kid from... Uh, and, and expand your capacity. <laughs> Look at that. He, he, I just want to point out there was a lot of things had to happen for this magical <laughs> moment to, you know, exist for us. They do not have a camera on Kamala as she's speaking. And because Biden used the same note that was handed to him for, uh, for taking notes, um, because he was using the same note that he was handed uh, to take notes, you can see the back of it in that picture. Let me go right. back to that. Yeah, and that's why, that's why we know what was handed to him. It's not like it was a note, hey, uh, we, we've got some uh, strange movement, uh, sir. We needed to let you know. Like highly classified stuff here. No, it's, it's, there's something on your chin. And, and you know what? And th- maybe, that's, maybe it's his staff's fault. Maybe he turned into the Smales kid from Caddyshack where they're it. betting 50 bucks. Is he going <laughs> to eat it? Well, yes, he did. He ate it. Um, maybe they should have fi- finished the note saying, please do not put this in your mouth. Wipe it on your on your leg, or, or or grab something else. But do not, don't eat this. It could be a booger. It's like when he was well, biting his wife's fingers up on the stage while she was speaking. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Rick, weird. Yeah. yeah, that could lead to a new episode. We have Crazy Town. We could call that Boogie Wonderland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so now, so now, basically, uh, you know, we've got a booger eating spaz. It could have been a booger. We don't know what was on his face. You know, G th- seems to think it was cream corn. I thought maybe, yeah, it could be cream corn. Could be know. some ice cream. He loves his ice cream, right? <laughs> Am I clear? Am I clear? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, if you didn't see it, if you're just tuning it in, there it is. Uh, one more time, G. <laughs> Let's go with uh, the booger-eating chin. <laughs> there it is. Uh, sir, there's a thing on your chin. Yep, let me grab that. Mm. Oh, that looks good. <laughs> Could you imagine if Trump did that? Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. Oh, my goodness. They, they'd, ha- they'd already have the impeachment proceeding set up. Yeah. Are you and kidding the, me? The fly, the fly was on Pence, and that was a big deal. Right. right. This guy's eating stuff off his chin. Amazing. <clears throat> so, 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 yeah, that's how we're starting this Friday night off, uh, trying to figure out. Now, now that's good. I hope that's the next te- uh, briefing question is, what was on President Biden's chin, and why did he eat it? Jen Psaki, go. <laughs> Imagine her trying to answer that. Like, well, listen, I can't uh, even understand. The news cycle's so depressing tonight, so it is some comic relief. At yeah, least, that's so. true. Uh, again, we've got a lot coming up. Uh, we've got uh, a guest coming up. We've got, uh, we got a lot of great stuff from the floor. We, we, we had some, uh, th- this nominee... Hampton Dillinger. You're going to see him a little bit later. This guy, wait till you get a load of some of the questions and some of his answers because he's just, he, he talk about not ready for prime time. Uh, this guy, Madison, uh, no, Hampton Dillinger is going to be the guy that's going to fill that, uh, fill that slot. We've got some stuff with Nancy Pelosi. As a matter of fact, you know what, since, since we're doing a little bit of uh, Joe Biden, why don't, we, uh, why don't we do a little Joe Biden crazy town there, G? I think we can get this uh, get this in twice tonight. What do you? Or, or no, no, we don't have enough time, do we? 
Mm, you know what? I'll hold it. I don't want to squeeze it in case we run out of time. Um, in the meantime, though, he was out and about. He, he was talking about some other things, including uh, the masking. People were responding to the masking. Some of the clips we missed from yesterday, talking about schools, um, talking about proof of vaccination. How long is cut 14? Let's go with that, because this is going to be an issue as well, David. People, you know, we hear about it not only from him, from reporters, from the CDC. Now we get it from, from uh, reporters. It almost seems like they're gleefully pushing this stuff. Cut number 14. Why not uh, require that the people show proof that they're vaccinated? And also, if you could just, with the four million, how much of an impact do you think this will have? Do you have a projection, sir? Yeah. The projection on what? On how many people will get vaccinated by putting in this system? No, I, I'm not going to get in the business of projecting. I uh, the, exactly how many people are likely. All I know is that. Well, pause it we right there for these... a second, because he's talking He's talking like he's already got the system. You know what I mean? He's like, when are you going to put in a system, and how many people are going to be in that system? And, and you hear Joe, as he says there, well, you know, we're going to you know, have people in it. So it sounds like they've already got plans. They that have, this they system... have uh, big plans, yeah, and for, uh, for they're registry. playing coy right now. Right. Yeah. They're not being honest. So, so uh, continue there. Periods, then we run up against a wall then something happens where people realize, oh, my Lord, this is really a problem, and they begin to see things. Look, the fact that uh, um, a lot of your friends are now saying, get vaccinated, who were before were saying, this is not a problem, this is all a democratic thing, with a small D and a capital D. I mean, there's a lot changing. Oh, you're a capital D. People are becoming aware. The more aware they become, then we have these surges of people going out and getting vaccinated. And it just keeps building. I'm sorry. What about, what about requiring proof, sir? See, requiring proof. Well, that is, there's two ways to do it. Um, and uh, I think you're going to see some institutions doing that. Like, you're going to fly abroad. You gotta, you're going to have to have proof. You're not just going to be able to say, yeah, I got tested. You got to provide proof. My guess is if we don't start to make more progress, a lot of businesses and a lot of enterprises are going to require proof for you to be able to participate i feel like i feel like this is a nightmare scenario uh we're heading for some bad times and i gotta tell you even people like bill o'reilly like what happened to bill o'reilly he's up there saying if you don't get a vaccine you're a bad person you know um there's also a large percentage of population that can't get the vaccine you know and um now they're saying up to eleven thousand are dead from it and maybe it's 25 right we reported yeah. that a few weeks ago yep. um so and if you're vaccinated why are you worried about other people i thought it worked obviously it doesn't yeah. work and now today uh like 360 out of like 460 people who had vaccine uh doses had had their shots um got covid and 25 percent of la has gotten covid who have been vaccinated and um you know so and now you know it, it's it's certainly uh, not good what's going on right now no definitely not and then you've got a surgeon general who who kind of looks like a muppet character every time i see him on screen uh and he had this to say about uh vaccinated parents uh wearing masks around their kids cut number three g uh, for example if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated that's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that mask 
uh, even if you are fully vaccinated, uh, wearing, wearing it outdoor, outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step to protecting those at home. Oh. You know, a, a doctor came out today and said that 75% of the people who are, are contracting COVID are vaccinated. And, uh, you know, this guy's a fool. You can't point to one case where a pan- parent has passed COVID onto a child who no. didn't have gross co- comorbidities. And our children should not be masked. No, exactly. And, and you know what? Maybe, maybe that's what was on Joe's chin. Maybe because of the mask he had on there. You yeah. know, he didn't wash it properly. Maybe he had some uh, food stuff. So I was on a Delta flight and they told me I had to keep my mask up while I was chewing. So I had kelp <laughs> chips in my mask and in my teeth. And uh, it was really a horrible experience. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, between bites, keep your mask on. It was gross. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. Uh, just, just like uh, what we saw Biden do today right there. Caught on camera for the world to see. Uh, something a little bit gross. Uh, that's it. We're, we're off and running. On a Friday night, we again thank you for watching Real America's Voice live from Studio 6B. We've got a we've got a special guest coming up in the nine o'clock hour, and a bunch of other stuff, including a crazy town you don't want to miss. Right here, Friday night, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. been wiped too <laughs> live from studio 6b on real america's voice welcome on a friday night david zier sitting in doing some news rick amirati's got sports and it's just about that time for slick rick so let's get to the wink master himself what do you got for us all right major league baseball underway early scores bottom of the third pirates lead the phillies five nothing bottom four nationals over the cubs two to one top three blue jays lead the royals two nothing top four the reds and mets tied at one in Flushing. Yankees and Marlins 0-0, top of the fourth. Also top four, Rays lead the Red Sox 4-zip. Top five, Orioles 2-0 over the Tigers. And in the top of the second, Braves lead the Brewers 4-0. Just underway, Mariners, Rangers, Indians, White Sox, and Twins Cardinals all scoreless in the first inning. The Athletics visit the Angels at 9:38. Dodgers at Diamondbacks out in Arizona 9:40. Astros and Giants 9:45. Rockies and Padres 10-10. Full slate in baseball, all 30 in action. And uh, big upset in the Olympics earlier today. Novak Djokovic, Golden Slam quest ends at Tokyo. This is from Mike Gavin of Yahoo Sports reporting. Novak Djokovic's dream of winning the Golden Slam has come to an end in Tokyo. Djokovic, who ended his uh, entered his semifinal match on Friday, having not lost a set during the Tokyo Olympics, lost in stunning fashion to Germany's Alexandra Zverev, uh, who emerged with a 1-6, 6-3, 6-1 victory over the world's top-ranked player. Uh, that brought an end to Djokovic's uh, bid to become first men's tennis player to win the coveted Golden Slam, which includes victories in all four Grand Slam events 
and the Olympics in the same year. He had already won the Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, and was in need of a victory at the Tokyo Games and then the U.S. Open in September. Zverev advances to the final to take on the Republic of China's Karen Khamarov, who uh, defeated Spain's Pablo Carreño, 6-3, 6-3 in the semifinals. Djokovic will play Carreño in the bronze medal match tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern time. And last night was the NBA draft in Brooklyn. Cade Cunningham going number one to the Detroit Pistons. This is from Vincent Frank of Sportsnut. Uh, there wasn't too much drama at the top of the 2021 NBA draft with Cade Cunningham, Cunningham being the consensus top prospect in the annual event. While the Detroit Pistons considered trading down from the top selection, it became clear leading up to Thursday evening that the Oklahoma State star would be that top selection. Detroit made it official in Brooklyn. The six foot eight Cade Cunningham is supposed to be be a Ben Simmons who can actually shoot Ben Simmons of the Sixers <laughs> who can't hit a foul shot uh, and looks like he's going to be a really a, a, a star in the league. Uh, Jalen Green, a shooting guard via the G League, number two to Houston. Evan Mobley, a center from USC to Cleveland at number three. Scotty Barnes, small forward from Florida State to uh, Toronto. And Jalen Suggs, real good prospect out of Gonzaga, point guard, went to Orlando. So that yeah. concludes the NBA draft. And that's a wrap in sports for this first segment. Rick, back to you. Yeah, thanks, Rick. And Cunningham is going to be a great player, I hope, because yes. uh, he seems to—he seems for a young kid, he's got his head on straight. Last year when he was going to college, uh, there was a lot of talk. People were trying to push him, say, "No, no, you shouldn't go to to Oklahoma. You should—you should go here, or you should just, uh, you know, go G League." And he said, "You know what? I made a commitment, and I'm sticking with it." Yep. And he carried that team all the way into the uh, NCAA's, and they went pretty far. So good for him. That's that's the kind of person you want who, once they give you their word, they're like, no, I'm sticking with it. Yep. So good to hear. Good pick for uh, the Pistons. We'll see what happens. Till then, uh, let's continue on, shall we? We've got this uh, crazy town that I tried to get in the first, but I was talking too much. So I'm going to stop now, and we'll go with the crazy town for today, starting right here. G, let it roll. Only Joe can prevent forest fires. Can you all see us and hear us? Jay, you're beginning to convince the American people there is a thing called climate crisis. About time. It wasn't. We'll get down to business. That's okay with y'all. Wildfires are a problem for all of us. And, uh, you know, and overlaying all of this is uh, the necessity to successfully confront climate change. Necessity. We've had a few COVID clusters uh, at our fire camps which are further limits resources. It's just one more reason why it's so darn important that everyone get vaccinated, I might add. We're trapped, uh, we, we've tapped additional aircraft from the Department of Defense. We also welcome the, uh, the support of our allies from Australia, for example, sending large air tanker to which uh, it's going to begin flying missions this week. As of the day, okay. the upgrade app, the, <laughs> that the sounds upgrade awesome. Air Now app, is live and ready for use. And so I want to thank you, governors, for your leadership during what is an incredibly challenging period for all of you. God love you. You're going through the anyway. It's <laughs> and expand your capacity is through the partnership all that right, we have, with federal and state government. Um, along with local governments. Uh, this this issue is ongoing each year as we have remember, discussed. It gets he worse. Blown his nose it affects real people. Yep. I asked uh, my staff to put together 
uh, maps where exactly where where I should the go. fires are and the areas they're in. Sounds like it's chewing on it. What they're affecting, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so uh, um, I want to start off with uh, uh, and uh, I uh, <laughs> looking at. Uh, at, at the map. Oh, he'd be, he'd and, be great uh, as a navigator, wouldn't he be? You know, if you're on a road trip with Joe, imagine that. All the, all the jargon a lot about, of U-turns. Uh, <laughs> you know, all the we policy wonks are talking about. There's yep. press in the room, and uh, lots of times, I, I know I do, and we all do, use terms which those of us who uh, are in public office, whether it's president, senator, governor, etc., uh, use and I don't think understandably the American people don't fully understand what they mean and and uh, and even I some sometimes the press has so much to cover I'm not sure they you talked about forest <laughs> health this plan, is worse as than I the say uh, to my staff all the time in plain English what's that mean that's really important I believe it or not I knew that but it's really important for people to get it but that's I'm sorry to take your time but I wanted to be able to explain that so people understand that are listening. Nobody this. understands. Because you. of climate change as well, where you have bugs, insects eating up the trees as well, making mm -hmm. things that, that are changing and killing the forest themselves. And, and they eat, become real tinder. Trees. And uh, it's like, you know, uh, dropping a match in a, you know, in, in, almost like in a pool of uh, fuel. Water. Bugs. Um, <laughs> and so it's. Uh, and I mean, it's really and, unwatchable. Thing, you know, you, you I, I come from the state of Delaware. Okay. No uh, and uh, you know, you had we had more acreage burn last year than the state of Delaware and Maryland combined. Combined. For you all on Montana, that ain't my you know, but when you go all the way from Delancey down to Lick Creek, uh, as they say in the creek, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Oh my God. When I when it was proposed to me by some folks that we should have um, a civilian climate corps of thousands of young people trained to do these trained things. in what? And at first it didn't. You know, I said, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And then I started looking at it. I just think I, I, I encourage, <laughs> and I'll we'll send it to all of you. But all you governors, Democrat, take a look at it and see if you think I'm. You know, I may have, you know, as my mother would say, my eyes are bigger than my stomach, you know, that uh, I may have a bigger appetite. But I, 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 I really think it can, can be helpful yeah, exactly. because this is getting real. This is, <laughs> this is, and, uh, but um, I'm looking down the list here. All right, I, I will follow up with you, Gov, or the... Vice President will. She has a mild interest in California. Um, now I want to get to each one of you, but we're going to um, ask the. Uh, I think now is the time the press is about to leave the room, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Am I correct? Yeah. And uh, so we can so we can move on. And. Uh, um, Rick, I would be a better vice president than Joe Biden. I'm My shoe right would now. be a better <laughs> president than yeah. Joe Biden. I mean, who are we kidding here? They put him on a little pop-up table. I he just want to point there. out the stream actually ended like that. Wow. With him just saying, uh, is at the table, and it just cut off. That, wow. That's amazing. Amazing. They got a crack squad. Crack squad working there at the administration, don't they? 
Eight million votes. I just can't. All right. We've got uh, we've got more coming up. Man, that was uh, painful. Live from Studio 6B, a real America's voice on a Friday. At least you're not Joe. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Welcome back to the program. And, uh, again, we've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you're just joining us, you'll notice that David Zier from Breaking Point, the 8 a.m. Saturday morning show here on Real America's Voice. He's sitting in doing news for us. Of course, Slick Rick Amorati's got sports. He'll be doing more sports in just a little bit. But we were having a discussion because we started off the show with, of course, the biggest uh, biggest piece of video that I think everybody is playing. And uh, what did Joe Biden eat? Well, <laughs> a- after we started to watch the crazy town, um, you saw that, that uh, Joe kind of blew his nose before everything started. And then all of a sudden, there was something on his chin. And then it was followed up with a note from someone on his staff saying, and, Sir... You have something on your chin. They didn't finish the note where they should have written, please do not eat it. Uh, please discard it to the floor or throw it into the garbage or I will come and take and, it from and you. And expand your capacity. But that didn't happen. This is what happened. Now, keep in mind, he had just blown his nose. Squares his chin, takes a look at it. Where's it go? In his mouth. Ah. Yes, he's the Timmy Lupus of presidents, everyone. Yes, this is the Caddyshack <laughs> moment. And, and then we started talking about Booger from Risky Business <laughs> and Better Off Dead. This this conversation went sideways. Yeah, it went sideways very quickly. But but you know where it leads us? It leads us back to, of course, you know, uh, the resident in chief right now. But also the things that he's been saying, uh, the things that reporters have been asking him, and of course questions about masks and mask mandates and whether vaccines work and and if you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, if it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated, you know, us dirty zombie-like people who haven't gotten jabbed with a chemical coming at you at, uh, you know, two miles an hour. But from what I understand, David Zier says he has some fun facts. When it comes to, I guess, vaccines and uh, the, the, the pandemic. So I told him to hold it for the show because I don't want to I want to be surprised if this is fun. I want to be genuinely funned. Well, I, I dedicate me. my hours late at night to pointing out the hypocrisy of the left. So some fun right. facts. 1.6 billion disposable masks wound up in the ocean in 2020, and they will take 450 years to biodegrade. <laughs> okay. um, so <clears throat> today's COVID data, there were 90,000 cases today, according to Worldometer in the okay. United States, but there was an average of only seven or eight deaths per state. So over the last week, I've been tracking the numbers closely for about 10 days. Deaths are between two and eight deaths a day per state. And Texas and Florida are still 40% less on death rate than New York and New Jersey. So anyone can complain that the unvaccinated are getting sick, but we still beat them. The red states still beat the blue states in the COVID. Some fun stats about COVID. Okay. 50% of COVID and hospitalization since vaccine launch has been vaccinating people. Um, 
So in that time, COVID has produced 600% greater immunity than the vaccine. By the way, vaccines in Singapore, 75% of recent COVID-19 cases um, are people who are vaccinated, uh, but they're not dying, thank God. Um, and then New York City has announced that all options are on the table. New York City is considering vaccine mandates for all restaurants to enter. And Broadway is having 41 theaters through October to require vaccinations and masks in new york city so uh, these people are crazy and i just wanted to point out those things yeah and, and you know what another big thing is going to be and we were talking about this throughout the week as well is how it's going to affect schools because you've already heard the discussions oh well it, it, when you hear someone say we're going to try to open schools no you're not stop stop with this we're going to try to open schools try to get kids back in school no you're looking for a reason to lock it all down we know what you're doing our eyes are wide open we see what you're up to david just pointed out the numbers you can't see the see that's the thing uh numbers don't lie democrats do <laughs> it's as simple as that i mean when you look at the 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 case numbers and you 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 correspond those with cases from last year and you 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 weigh that against the death numbers from last year compared yeah. to now it's it's astronomical and, and the difference what about the two hundred thousand people per month that are crossing the border um there's another scandal where <laughs> homeland security people were told to lie about child yes. covid cases at the border so how many of those are spreading it all over the country and people from 156 countries are coming across the border it's not just guatemalans and mexicans so right where we we have uh, serious issues going on yeah and, and with that said let's go to cut number two this was uh peter ducey asking deputy uh press secretary uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre about vaccinations, mass mandates, and et cetera. Building off your point, the vaccines work, then why is the president asking vaccinated people to mask up if there have been just 0.0035% of the 161 million fully vaccinated Americans who have had a breakthrough case? Uh, let me give you the facts about the Delta variant, and maybe this, this oh, will help. Oh, you're going to give us facts? It spreads more than twice mm. as easily for one person to another, and it's spreading rapidly. It is really just across the country. And now that pause is it there for a the moment, fact. because you know what? I remember hearing last week, and maybe you heard this too, uh, Rick and, and David, um, that the PCR tests, uh, they're not really good to use for, for testing for COVID. Yep, I've heard yeah. that. Right? And, and they're going to get rid of them. Okay. Uh, by the way, I got fact-checked on Facebook about that, and they made me delete my comment. Well, uh, no one's fact-checking fact -checking you here, so don't worry about it. My question now is, okay, if that's the case, if these PCR tests are not working, which tests are you using? What test is being used? And can that test delineate between, you know, the original... Uh, you know, the, the original well, wasn't that the problem with the PCR test that they couldn't distinguish between flu and COVID and yeah. the, res the results were positive, right? So yeah. now we have, we went from 10,000 cases per day to 90,000 cases in a week. But again, the death rate's not really increasing by very much. Right. So, all right, let's continue on. Two months ago, only 1% of COVID in the U.S. were Delta. Now more than 80%. Or Delta. Okay, how do you know and this? And so this is where we, we are today. See, with and that's this the thing. Vaccine. And so it is, we are they, listening they don't to tell you the anything. They, they just, I, I guarantee they probably just, somebody wrote it down, say, here, just say this. And she just goes out there and says, okay, I'm going to read this. 
Well, I bet you that's what they do because nobody calls them out. They don't. They don't sit there and be like, "Here's here's the data that we got. Hopefully, you guys can understand this. It's written on page five. This is what I'm taking this from, and uh, you can understand where the science is telling us that 80 percent is this variant." Well, remember, the agenda is to mask us all up again and keep us indoors and uh, keep our kids home from school or with masks. Um, but, you know, they don't delineate about how, about how many people have had been vaccinated that got right. the Delta variant either. So yes. they're purposely leaving that out. Yeah, they're leaving out a lot. Let's uh, let's go to a different cut here, G, because I want to move this along. Cut number 13. This is uh, Joe Biden when asked about the schools. This is from yesterday. And again, this is this is some of the stuff that led to Ducey's question earlier. The CDC has provided clear guidance on how all schools can safely protect the kids and bring them back to the classroom. Every student wear a mask. It's that simple. Makes no sense. So we funded safety measures in schools. We vaccinated teachers and staff. And we can mask up our kids for further protection. Once again, there's one more thing we need to do. Get more adolescents, ages 12 and up, vaccinated now that they've been cleared. In the past week, the good news, we've seen the average number of 12 to 17-year-olds getting vaccinated go increase 22% per day. Today, I'm asking school, school districts to host one last pop-up vaccination clinic over the coming weeks for kids ages 12 and up. We're directing the federal pharmacy program to help make that happen. Parents, get your children vaccinated. You do it for so many other things right now. For kids under 12, if and when the vaccines are deemed safe for them, we'll be prepared to get the vaccines administered as quickly and as safely as possible. Ah, enough of this guy. Think about it. When it's approved for them, you know they're just going to wait a week. They're not. It, yeah. This is all. This is all garbage. This is all nonsense. This is their goal. They want every. They don't talk about whether you've had it because if you've had it, you've got natural immunity. As as David said, what is it? Sixty percent higher. Uh, uh, no, it's six hundred percent higher. Six hundred If you've had the COVID, and like we, you know, keep talking about, and I'm just going to repeat it again because everyone needs to know why isn't the CDC adopting the Cleveland Clinic, which is the top hospital system in the world, their data which says if you had the COVID, do not get a vaccine. Yes. Why is that being eliminated and all these companies are following it. people are losing their jobs over it who have, who read the cleveland clinic article how many thousands of people have lost their jobs so this is all very unfair yeah. it's very uh, confiscated and listen i'm not against the vaccine in total right right but you know there's no cases of a child who's asymptomatic or has covid of passing this virus on to teachers in the united states show me one case yeah and Somebody show me one and i don't think there's one that the, of a child that's actually just died strictly of covid that didn't have at least two or, or, or more comorbidities yeah you know this is hard so, for me like you know i have a friend who, who lost his wife and lost his mother in the same week you know and i want to be like you know let's get out of this and and i and i'm not wearing a mask and i'm not going to do it again you right. know unless i'm on a plane right but you know people have died and people are dying and it's not to make light of it right, right. but we're trying to say you got to be reasonable and seven thousand people a day die from other things in the united states we got to move on yeah Exactly. And of course, after that statement, that led to uh, this from Governor DeSantis. This is cut number four. Listen to what he had to say. 
if you have been listening to some of the murmurs going around, particularly in Washington lately, if you listen to some of the stuff that's being percolated around the CDC, uh, there's a movement to try to um, impose more restrictions on the American people. And I just want to say in Florida, uh, there will be no lockdowns. <laughs> be no school closures. There will be no restrictions and no mandates in the state of Florida. Floridians have been, are, and will remain free to choose what's best for themselves and their families, and we will protect their right to work, will protect the right of businesses to operate, and we will protect the right of our kids to attend school in person. There you have it from the uh, the governor of the great state of Florida leading the way using a, a mix of the data, the science, uh, and common sense because he's looked at it all as well. And he's made the determination that, you know what, you don't need to do this. And we're seeing it all around where, where you have, and there are charts out there. If you follow Phil Kirpin on Twitter, he's got some great charts where you can see that the tracking of when masks were instituted and, and track it the way the virus actually goes up when people put on masks. So, you know, the, we're not getting the straight shoot. Yeah, uh, uh, really quick. Yeah. Um, Broward County was moving today to mask children when they go back to school. So DeSantis has been fighting that. Uh, but there was a specific Florida study that like 31 of 32 counties who required the strictest mask requirements had actually a higher rate of infection than the counties that didn't require it. Now, granted, Miami's dense, so but it didn't make that much of a difference. Right. And, and again, that's something that has popped up not only here, but everywhere. There's a chart that I saw uh, from India where yeah. tracks where the masks were, were mandated and then when they were, they were told that they can come off. University of Louisville just had a study, too, saying the same thing. All right. got to wrap things up on this segment. We'll continue on. We'll talk a little bit about more studies, Louisville, but we also have some sports coming up in the next segment with Slick Rick. So we'll do that live from Studio 6B right here, Real America's Voice. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you for spending your evening with us as we uh, roll you into the weekend. I know it's uh, a crazy week. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, We've got a lot of good stuff. uh, Great clips that that, that we were able to grab today. Um, One, a couple, I should say, about uh, Nancy Pelosi. You're going to love. So stay there for that. In the meantime, though, let's jump over to uh, Slick Rick Amirati and do some sports. Rick, what do you got? All right, Rick. Well, we're real thick into the Olympics right now, and here's one I know you like. I know you enjoy the track and field, and uh, this is from Yahoo Sports. U.S. mixed 4x400 relay team reinstated after officials' error caused a disqualification. This is from Shalise Manza-Young, again, of Yahoo Sports. Tokyo, the U.S. 4x400 mixed relay team has been reinstated for Saturday's final set after appealing a disqualification 
disqualification from the preliminary heat. After winning Heat 1 in the debut of the event at the Games, the gold medal favorites were disqualified for an exchange zone foul on the first handoff from Elijah Godwin to Lena Irby. Irby was lined up beyond the legal exchange zone to receive the baton. The blue line for her to line up properly is about, 20, about two yards before the finish line, and she was 20 meters further down the track. The United States appealed the decision, claiming one of the officials lined Irby up in the wrong position. USA track and field officials announced hours later that the team would be reinstated after a review of race footage confirmed the officials' error. And here's what helped. American sprinting icon Michael Johnson, who is here as a commentator with BBC Sports, tweeted that he and others with the network noticed officials incorrectly line up two runners in a different heat. But those runners got themselves at the proper position in time, so they did not have a violation. But this is how technical it could get. And right away, they're quick to convict. And uh, thankfully, they were able to uh, you know, get that DQ reversed. I mean, those, those young people, they worked so many years for the Olympics. And to lose over the technicality like that is just a terrible. We see it time and time again. Yeah, and, uh, where officials are, are unfortunately making the wrong call. The wrong call, I think, was putting that race in the Olympics. I'd never heard of that race before. Yeah, the mixed. Yeah. <laughs> the mixed mix yeah. 400. No. It's, it's what are we coming to? Here we go again. Oh, let's let's have everybody play on the same team together. No, there's a reason why men compete against men and women compete against women. That's because that makes it fair. Oh, I, I don't understand this. Oh, let's all hold hands and run oh, around the track together. No, if they stop for a martini or something. Yeah, but... now you're talking, David. Yes, sir. I'm and, always uh, thinking. Well, I'm always thinking. Well, me too. One more quick story. Judge agrees to destruction of massage parlor video of New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Oh. This is an AP report, Rick. I know you're dying to hear about this one. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, Florida. A video recording of New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft and other men allegedly engaging in a massage parlor sex will be returned to prosecutors for. Destruction. A Florida judge ruled this earlier today, ending a two-year saga that tarnished the reputation of one of football's most successful luminaries. Palm Beach County Judge Leonard Hansa agreed with prosecutors and Kraft's attorneys that the recording given to him before he ruled it inadmissible at trial was not part of the permanent court file and will be returned for destruction. Prosecutors dropped misdemeanor solicitation charges last year against Kraft and almost two dozen other men after a state appeals court upheld Hans' 2019 ruling. He determined that the warrant allowing the installation of hidden cameras inside a Jupiter, Florida massage parlor didn't sufficiently protect the privacy of innocent customers who received legal massages. Prosecutors chose not to challenge the ruling with the state Supreme Court. Kraft, as you may recall, and others have been charged in February 2019 after an investigation into possible prostitution at the Jupiter Massage Paula. So apparently Robert Kraft, he has a little pull in Florida. Yeah, uh, <laughs> along with a few other things. You know exactly. what's funny about that too? Is that that was like one of my first, just before I joined this show, I was doing, a, you know, I was starting a podcast, uh, you know, my own podcast. And that was one of the first things that caught my attention that I did a segment on. So if you want to look for that on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, so at least there's a story with a happy ending. It'll be uh, <laughs> Ugly American Radio. Just look that up. What were you David, saying? David was waiting for that one. I saw no, it. He, he was lining up for that, that joke all day. He's like, oh, I hope they talk about Robert Kraft. I saw this a week ago. I can't wait to say it. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, Rick, so you're done? I'm done. That's a wrap. Back to all you. All right. And, uh, you know, we do have a bunch of stuff. Let's get to because we, we were talking about this earlier. Uh off the air and you had mentioned something about uh adam kinzinger right david yeah um 
the dirty rhino, I call him, uh, Gateway Pundit has an article that, you know, Kinziger parked his car blocking Madison Cawthorn. And for audience, he's the youngest member of Congress, was in a car accident. He, he's paralyzed. Uh, close friend to Real America's Voice News. Uh, he endorsed the opponent, Catalina Lauf, who I've interviewed. She's really great. She's running a primary against, you know, supposed rhino Adam Kinzinger, who was like crocodile tearing the other day in the right. January 6th stuff. So, um, you know, this happened after Cawthorn announced his support for Catalina Loft, um, and she's a former advisor to Trump and worked in the Commerce Department. But uh, Madison Cawthorn ran the plate, blocking his handicapped accessible spot in, and it belonged to Adam Kinzinger. Imagine a Republican did that, uh, a real Republican did and, that. And not only that, just, just blocking, you know, access to anybody who needs that spot. <laughs> Who's supposed to have that spot. You would think that that dirtbag would know a little bit better. Can't write it. Unbelievable. Well, speaking of Madison Cawthorn, we caught up with him today. He had this to say about uh, Nancy Pelosi. Check this out. Cut number six. Madam Speaker, you are not God. <laughs> your will does not bend the forest or shake the mountains. And let me assure you, your will does not bow the knee of millions of my countrymen who refuse to heed your callous command. To threaten arrest on others for their own personal medical decisions is nothing short of a medical apartheid. And I will not let it stand. For if I am to cowardly bend the knee here like those on the left wish, then what is to stop you all from taking your tyranny to the rest of this country that I love? How dare anyone in this institution attempt to dictate to the patriots of my staff how they may live their lives? For one to think that because they have the title honorable attached to their name means that they may dictate what others may say and think repulses me. What makes this nation special is that in this free land, the people are the royalty. So arrest us if you will, but I will not cower and I will not bend. Madam Speaker, you have come to take away our liberties. But Madam Speaker, in this country, you are outnumbered. With that, I yield back. Kaboom. For what purposes, the gentlewoman from Texas. Yeah, you can cut it right there, G. That's, you know, that's, again, that's Madison Cawthorn stepping up and challenging the speaker because of her, you know, it's something that, you know, she, she threw down the other day, those stupid mass mandates inside the halls of Congress, where she, she's going to, you know, you know, throw down the law like she's going to have people arrested and thrown in jail. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice to see the Republicans band together and go into that room. And Madison Cawthorn was one of them uh, to protest the mask mandate. Yeah. And we also had Ted Cruz speak up on this. This is cut number five. If you want to understand how power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, look no further than the other chamber in the United States Capitol. Speaker Nancy Pelosi is drunk on power. The orders that Speaker Pelosi is issuing are abusive and unprecedented. Speaker Pelosi has decreed to members of the House of Representatives elected by the people that if you dare walk onto the floor of the House of Representatives without a mask, I, Speaker Pelosi, shall fine you. Who the hell is she to be fining members of the House? But you know what? She's not done with that. She's not done with disrespecting our Constitution, disrespecting our democratic system that elects leaders. She goes further to the good men and women who work 
here in the United States Capitol. We are surrounded by men and women who have chosen to come and work for the public good. And here's what Speaker Pelosi has decreed. If you dare walk in the hallway without a mask, I, Speaker Pelosi, will arrest you. I will put you in jail. I will fine you. That is an absolute and complete abuse of power. She has no authority to disrespect the men and women who work here to threaten you with physical harm, to threaten you with imprisonment. And why does she do so? She does so for one reason, political theater. Yeah, and there you have it. Ted Cruz, senator out of Texas, throwing it down, helping us wrap up the first hour. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We'll talk more about that. Nancy Pelosi, we've got... Uh, a whole bunch of stuff to get through. So let's uh, stick with us. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up. Stay right here, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Friday night, hour number two, loaded up and ready for you. Thank you for joining us here on a Friday night and, uh, you know, kind of kind of getting ready for your weekend as we like to uh, jazz things up a little bit. Damon uh, had the night off. He'll be back actually on Tuesday. So you look forward to, uh, to myself. Rick, I think, David, you're going to be back on Monday as well. Uh, I will if I'm invited, yeah, sure. Of course, and of course, All Paul right. will be joining us on Monday as well. We're also going to have... Uh, from what I understand, Dr. Ben Carson joining us Monday. Yep. Nice. Yeah, we secured it last night, so uh, wow. hopefully it'll uh, happen, and he's got a lot to say. So. Yeah, all right, I so guess. we look forward to that. The great Dr. Ben Carson going to be joining us here on the show on Monday night at about 8.30, so mark that in your calendar so you make sure you're watching and you can you can check it out. And, you know, we'll talk to him also because, let's face it, he's a, he's a doc, world-renowned doctor. If anybody can understand the science, kind of kind of help you know, kind of make it more, more easily for easier for people like us to understand. Yeah. It'll be Dr. Ben Carson because he can say, look, here's what this really means. Yep. Here's what these numbers mean, you know, because we're not going to get that. We're not going to get straight information from the government. We already know they're going to lie to us. They've lied to us throughout this entire thing. Dr. Fauci is a fraud. We know this. We've seen it unfold before our eyes, where where he refuses to answer questions, yeah. where he 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 kind of jumps. Well, you know, if you say filter, I was watching a video today. This this moron trying 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 not to answer another question. I'm like, where does he get off? Yeah, well, he's played both sides of the fence, and that's where he got himself in trouble. And he also, uh, you know, in the 80s, pushed the AZT cocktail on homosexual community and killed a lot of people. Um, you know, Dr. Ben Carson has saved 15,000 lives on the table with brain surgery. So uh, he's a wonderful man. Yeah, so I can't look... Uh can't wait for that to happen again that's going to be monday night at 8 30 so look forward to that in the meantime though um a lot of other stuff you know we were just talking about uh 
Nancy Pelosi and what she's trying to do in the halls of Congress with the mass mandates. We've talked about the schools, how those are being affected. Um, you know, and, and then, then of course, well, there's always rules for for thee and rules for me, right? Well, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to Nancy Pelosi, so let's go to cut number yeah. seven, G. Let's see an example of this. Here we go. Oh, look, there's a nice photo op with their stupid face panties on. Now they take them off. They took them off. <gasps> I would love to see like a super trooper come flying across, tackle her, and throw her in jail because that, that's the rule, right? Sure. You, you take your mask off in there, you, you, you got to go to jail. Uh, yeah, these uh, things are crazy. And now, you know, today the DOD announced they're going to require everyone to wear masks in the Pentagon regardless of vaccination status. Uh, so this is getting out of hand. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the person who wants to throw members of uh, Congress's staff, remember, she, she, she wasn't saying, uh, you know, members of Congress. No, she was going to go after their staff and have them hauled off. And thrown, thrown into jail and fined. Great. Nice. That, that's a leader in the Democratic Party. So you have that to look forward to. But one thing that caught my eye today was something that was going on this week. Um, this gentleman, and I mentioned him at the top of the show. His name is Hampton. Uh, Hampton Y. I don't know what the Y stands for. Dellinger. That's his name. All right. Talk about, uh, talk about a, a, a hoity-toity name. I bet you he went to Harvard. And dated someone like Buffy. Um, but also, he, he wants to be the Assistant Attorney General, Office of Legal Policy. That's what he's up for. This is a Senate Judiciary hearing. Um, and this is Senator John Kennedy uh, confronting Mr. Dellinger, this nominee, about some old tweets he sent about Republicans and abortion. And uh, let's go to this. Uh, which, which one is it here? Ah. I'm not going to ask you about what there happened in law school. <laughs> okay. And I was glad to hear you talking about being nonpartisan. You must have had an epiphany. I'm going to read you a tweet. <laughs> Love him. Now, anytime Kennedy says, I'm going to read From you a tweet. 2019. You weren't in law school then, were you? I was not. <laughs> so. How old were you then? Uh, I was, uh, I passed over half a century. Are you 50? This is what the tweet says. Yes, there are some women GOP peers, meaning members of the Republican Party, and a tiny number of Democrats who want government, not women, to control women's bodies. But if there were no Republican men in elected office, there would be no abortion bans. Did you write that? Uh, Senator, I, I do not recall that specific tweet, but I do not deny writing it. You wrote it. Okay. Here it is, bigger than Dallas. The Roth, pal. Do, 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 do you think that my votes with respect to abortion are based on the fact that I want to control women? Senator, I, I cannot speak to that. <laughs> well, why'd you say it in front of God and country? Well, Senator, I, I do believe that the reproductive rights established in Roe versus Wade and then, and then dealt with in Casey, uh, June Medical, and other 
uh, Supreme Court decisions are important. And that's, that, that's fine. I agree with that. Well, and Reasonable yeah, people disagree. Question, that's friend. not what you said, Counselor. Right. And Senator, you said every Republican, other than one, the ones that you like, have their position on abortion because they're misogynistic. Well, Senator, I, I, do you believe in God? Uh, Senator, I, oh, no, I have faith. Wow. Believe, uh, just um, pause it right there. He I is such he is a, such a worm. A weasel. This guy is a worm. This is what's wrong with this country. This is what's wrong with the government, oh. is that you have worms like this who won't answer a direct question. Do you believe in God? Hey, if you do or you don't, doesn't matter. He's asking you a question. If you don't, hey, I don't believe in God. Uh, you know, that's my prerogative. Hey, no problem. You're allowed to. That's the thing. You're allowed to, Hampton. If that is your real first name, um, you're allowed to do that. He also asked you, did you write this? And this, did you mean this? And you're not. A, well, you know, according to Roe v. Wade, he's not asking about Roe v. Wade. He's asking about your written words. Again, continue, G. Not a lot of people have faith. Right. Did it ever occur to you that that some people may may uh, base their their position on abortion on their faith? Senator, I, I sincerely appreciate People have a different um, no, position. No, he doesn't. He hates the people have a different position. Sure, don't tweet it. Have you ever tweeted that? Well, well, Senator, I'm saying it now under oath, and I do. Yeah, you're up for, to be nominated. You want me to vote for you? Well, Senator, I, I, I am determined to tell the truth, and if I could make clear, Senator, well, I, pa- and I appreciate pa- your question. <laughs> yeah, what is he making clear? I, I'm determined to tell the truth. What do you mean you you're determined? You have to struggle, or you're fighting it to tell the truth. This is what that means. He can't tell the truth because if he tells the truth, people are going to be like, "Hey, this guy's kind of a scumbag." He's like a character out of The Great Gatsby or Bonfire of the Vanities. I'm waiting for him to tell him he has to meet Miffy on the schooner. Oh but I'd love goodness. to have gumbo with Senator Kennedy. Oh, I'll tell yeah, you. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, let's let's finish up with this loser. Your concern that Senator, I recognize the difference between someone saying something, you know, inartfully uh, as a private citizen and working as a lawyer. And I think I've got a 30-year track record of being open-minded. Okay, by I get all that. And, yeah. and, and just like, I gotta move on. We don't have much time, Counselor. Jeez. (laughs) Do you believe the Justice Department is systemically racist? Senator, I believe every institution in our country exists on uh, a history. Yeah, but do you believe the Justice Department is systemically racist? Senator, if I could, I believe every institution in our country has dealt with racism and sexism. No, but today, I agree with that. But I'm just asking a simple question. Today, do you believe the Justice Department is systemically racist? I do not believe the Justice Department. What about the law firm of Hampton Dellinger? That's your law firm. Is it systemically racist? Senator, I... That should done be my easy. Best to Simple question. Do you believe it's systemically racist? Right. And I'm trying to answer it, sir. I know. I, I think you're trying to dodge it, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> well, sir, I, I certainly do not try to uh, practice systemic racism. I do recognize. Neither do I. But is, is your law firm systemically racist? Third time. It is not. Oh, How about your former law firm, Boys Schiller? Are they, are they systemically racist? You got a bunch of racists there? <laughs> Certainly they have tried uh, <laughs> to deal with implicit bias, to recognize it, and to remove any barriers. Are they systemically racist? I have no reason to think that they are. All right, I'm out of time. <laughs> Man.
man. <laughs> He's good. There you go. He's know. asking simple questions. The fact that he had to ask him if his firm or if he was systemically racist, he had to ask him three times, tells you this guy cannot be trusted. He is a worm, and he is the worst type of person. We got one more clip from him, and you're going to want to see this. Senator Hawley grills Hampton. Uh, let's go with this. Cut number nine, G. Congratulations to all the nominees. Thanks for being here. Mr. Dellinger, I'd like to start with you, if I could. The office that you are being nominated for, Office of Legal Policy, is a very important one, obviously, at the Department of Justice, one with a long and proud tradition. It will play an important role in the vetting and nomination of judicial nominees, nominees, or at least it has traditionally. So I want to ask you some questions about the court, starting with the current member of the court, about whom you've had a relatively a lot to say. It. Some of what you said, frankly, surprises me, and I want to give you an opportunity to clarify the record here. I'm talking about Justice Clarence Thomas. When you were in law school, you wrote an attack on Justice Thomas saying that before he even took his seat on the United States Supreme Court, he was illegitimate. You said using the word justice with regard to Clarence Thomas was an oxymoron and that his decisions would never have any legitimacy. Those, that's quite a series of charges to make against a man like Justice Thomas, who's now stood on the court for quite a length of time. He's faced quite a lot in his life, I think. His life story is well known. His unique position on the court is well known. Uh, so let me just give you an opportunity here to address these very serious accusations. Do you regard Justice Thomas as an illegitimate member of the United States Supreme Court? I do not, Senator Hawley. Do you I regard his you opinions as illegitimate? I, I do not. Would you want to clarify your, your views now and, and what has changed since you you wrote, uh, you authored those attacks on Justice Thomas? Well, thank you, Senator Hawley. Uh, it, we shared the same uh, law school and I wrote <laughs> uh, those comments in law school approximately 30 years ago so at a time racist, of a contentious uh, and momentous uh, nomination and confirmation hearing. Um, a lot of time has passed. I certainly acknowledged uh, immediately the uh, outcome of that. Uh, Justice Thomas was granted a lifetime appointment. I recognize his service on the court. I recognize the historic nature of his service on the court as the second African-American justice. I recognize that um, he has been an important figure in the law, and I have the highest regard for the United States Supreme Court, uh, for the justices who are confirmed to lifetime appointments. And I've uh, recognized that uh, throughout his time on the court. Good. So in other words, it sounds like to me what I hear you saying is that you, you would retract these comments and regret that you that you made them those years ago. Right. I can't turn back time. Um, and again, those comments were made uh, 30 years ago when I was a student. I wish this was like Gladiator <laughs> and they could just go, you know what? No. You're out. <laughs> All right. We've got more live from Studio 6B here on Real America's Voice. What'd you say, Rick? <laughs> His butt's going to need to be wiped after that. We'll be back. Man, that's not just one tweet, Counselor. You got him, a whole bunch of them here. Along with King Kong's arm.
Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice, we were just playing a little bit of uh, Senator Kennedy there, and uh, I didn't realize that was at the end of the uh, the clip there. G, let's see that again. Again, this is him when he was grilling this uh, Biden nominee, uh, Hampton Hampton Dillinger, who was astutely sitting there trying to get a job as Deputy, uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary to whoever to lick his butt. Um, let's hear that piece again, because Kennedy's awesome. Man, that's not just one tweet, Counselor. You got a whole bunch of them here. Along with King Kong's arm. (laughs) King Kong's arm. Whatever that means. I don't even know what a King Kong is. Oh, that guy rocks. I love that dude. It reminds me. I'm just waiting for him to say, uh, uh, Counselor, let me ask you a question. How do you like your your grits? Do you like them instant or all gratin? Yeah. Like no self self respecting southerner would make an instant grit, and you know this guy's from Mississippi, right? So like, right. what uh, you know did his great grandparents own a plantation with slaves on it? You know, like these are questions. Did they go back in his past? And Clarence Thomas grew up in a dirt floor cabin with his uh, abusive grandfather, and had a terrible life, and broke through the system. And this guy's sipping on martinis on a yacht. Somewhere. Oh, you're talking about Hampton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Well, Hampton Draney's from Mississippi originally, I believe. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? That that's uh, that begs to be looked into. I'm sure people. Uh, uh, well, he got know. rid of that Southern accent when he went to Duke and University of Michigan and Yale. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So if you missed that, you can find that online. Maybe we'll throw it up on the Twitter feed as well for the show. LFS6B. Uh, find it on Twitter, of course. If you want anything show related, go to the new home of. Live from Studio 6B. It's the website, livefromstudio6b.com. The chat is up. I know the video's not streaming right now, but you can uh, indulge yourself with the chat. We are, uh, we'll monitor it. We'll, 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 we'll say hi. I know uh, CrossFit Girl 21 is there and some of the regulars. So thanks for tuning that in and uh, keeping the conversation going. Hello to the Telegram group. I know they're uh, always checking in and checking out the show. And of course, you can follow me uh, on Gab. Uh, ugly american radio on gab and uh also like i mentioned that that soundcloud uh account it's also on uh, apple uh itunes um just look up on ugly american radio you'll find my my take on robert Kraft when he got busted now keep in mind that was almost uh what rick that was almost two years ago right yeah year and a half yeah. something like that yeah it was just before i joined the show so i'm real interesting stuff um with that said let's go back to slick rick Rick, what do we got going on in sports, my friend? Well, a little breaking news in Major League Baseball. Incredible story right in New York City Field where the Cincinnati Reds are visiting the New York Mets. Reds lead 3-1. to one. Joey Votto, the first baseman, has hit a home run in seven consecutive games, and he's the eighth player to do so in Major oh, wow. League Baseball. So Reds lead 3-1. to one. Great story. And Joey Votto, absolutely my favorite Cincinnati Red over the last 30 years. As you know, I love the Reds. Yeah, And, and, and that's along. a pitcher's park, so that's tough to do. Yeah, and it was a nice shot right to uh, right center, almost at center. So that's probably the longest part of the park in uh, in City Field. Uh, and Texas, Oklahoma, accept invitations to join the SEC. I know a lot of our LFS 6B fans are also huge fans of the NCAA. Uh, this is from Zach Wasink of Yard Barker earlier today. Texas and Oklahoma didn't have to think about it for long. Less than 24 hours after the SEC formally extended membership offers to Texas and Oklahoma regarding the request to defect 
from the Big 12. Both institutions accepted the invitations and announced their intentions to leave the Big 12 when that conference's media rights deal expires at the end of 2025. ESPN's Heather Dinick and Mark Schalbach noted both Texas and Oklahoma could attempt to leave the Big 12 before the summer of 2025, even if doing so means paying at least 75 to 80 million to break the media rights agreement. That deal will become null and void if the conference dissolves due to additional defections at any point uh, before the June 2025. Now, this conference is really shaping up to be great. In addition to Texas and Oklahoma, they'll be joining powerhouses as the Bulldogs, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Arkansas, Texas A&M, South Carolina, and Rick's favorite team, LSU. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, definitely that SEC is going to be a great conference. And listen, we all know what it's about. It's about the TV rights. It's the media. It's about the money. Big matchups, Rick. Big, and, so. and I'm sure if they do decide, hey, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna break these uh, these contracts. We'll pay you the 75, 80 million. I'm sure they'll make it up doing their own TV deal until they're actually in the conference. If they have to wait it out, you know what I mean? Exactly. No. So question. they can sign their own separate deals, make that money back, and uh, you know, join the SEC when it, when it when they're supposed to. Yep. And I just want to roll back to Tokyo for a minute, if we can. Um, After what felt like a million offside calls, the U.S. women's national soccer team defeated the Netherlands on penalty kicks to advance to the Olympic semifinals. I know Damon was depressed earlier today about that. Uh, Facing the Netherlands in the knockout round of the Olympic soccer tournament, the Americans fell behind by a goal before quickly answering with goals from Sam Mewis and Lynn Williams. The Dutch would tie and get a late penalty kick. U.S. goalkeeper Alyssa Nair made a huge save. I saw the highlight incredible diving save at the goalpost to send the match into extra time and the two sides would eventually head to penalty kicks uh, where Nero was brilliant in goal and everybody's favorite girl Megan Rapino. well she sent the United States to the next round she popped one in the right corner really good shot and the ladies move on uh, group A men's basketball United States versus the Czech Republic 8 a.m. tomorrow morning Rick set your alarm clock early and uh, right to now the sure U.S. Well, the U.S. has the most medals right now as of this afternoon with 41, but China is closing in. The Chinese have won 40 medals with 19 golds. The Americans currently have 14 gold medals. And again, we'll be tracking the Olympics again uh, on Monday. We'll have more reports to see how everybody makes out, including the baseball team who beat Israel earlier today as well in their first game. So that's a wrap, Rick. All right. Well, thank you for that. And uh, David. Yeah, I just wanted to add, I was yeah. at the game when Shane Spencer on the Yankees in about 1998 hit like the 11th consecutive game home run. He oh. broke a record at that time. It was Joe DiMaggio Day. What a special day that was. Ironic. Cost me a thousand bucks to take my kids to a Yankee game. <laughs> there you go. And those seven homers, that's happened to the Cincinnati Reds. That's a record for them. So only eight players have done it. That, I mean, we're talking the league that's been around, you know, how many, you know, over 100 years. Yeah, well over 100 years, exactly. With thousands upon thousands of players and, uh, you know, how many, how many hundreds of thousands of games? And yeah. Quite that, a feat. You know, it's that, it's that amount of players. Very small. Yes. So, interesting. And you mentioned Shane Spencer. I remember the, those days. Yeah. He, he came on like a ton of bricks, hit like 25 home runs in, in less than two months. He was a beast. Yeah. And then disappeared. Disappeared. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think One hit heart, wonder. <laughs> he had heart trouble, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, I think yeah. so. Yeah, there you go. All right.
Well, anything else you got there, David? Uh, yeah, I just to wanted to add to the, uh, you know, the uh, the Kennedy, Senator Kennedy grilling uh, Hampton <laughs> Dillinger. Uh, you know, the, the AT, you know, this is a, a string of nominees who are incompetent to hold or have like this radical leftist agenda. ATF, you know, nominee David Chipman doesn't have basic gun knowledge to run the ATF. Oh, and yeah, said and he's, that, he's come out against, you know, people actually owning guns. He doesn't yeah. want anybody to own guns. He said, hide your guns behind your jerky because he's so condescending towards right. real Americans. <laughs> And then Tracy Manning, you know, was spiking trees as an earth firster trying to kill lumberjacks. And uh, she's up for Bureau of Land Management. So uh, Biden has a bunch of sickos. Yeah. And she's actually she's actually a terrorist because she penned the letter, the threatening letter uh, that was sent out to, I think, uh, whoever uh, I forget who it was sent to. But she was behind it. She she admitted this. Don't quote me. She's a known terrorist. She may have worked with the Unabomber. I I heard heard something about that. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? crazy. It's these people insane. Are, but but hey, you know radicals. What? It's Joe Biden. What, what, what would you expect? Um, hey, we do have a great guest coming up next. Uh, his name is Trent Talbot. He is the CEO and founder of Brave Books, a conservative children's book publishing company. He's a father of two, and uh, he's going to be live right here on the show with us. Talk about uh, basically his book, right? Uh, yeah, and he's going against the woke culture, and he's making books that uh, he's a new father of a year, and uh, he wanted to have a positive message for our children growing up, so right. he started so, Brave Books. Yeah, and he's out of Texas, so you know he's probably going to be wearing a cowboy hat. He did. He, I saw him this morning <laughs> online. <laughs> All right, Trent Talbot, he's the founder of Brave nice. Books. He's going to be joining us next right here on Live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Make sure you stay there. We'll be back. Real America's Voice. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Friday night. And again, we appreciate you taking the time and joining us. If you're watching, oh, where's Damon? He'll be back on Tuesday. You know, family things happen. And, uh, you know, we wish him all the best and, and you know, pray for, uh, send out prayers to him and his family. Uh, Till then, we'll keep this uh, train running along. We've got a special guest tonight. Of course, David Zier doing news. As always, Rick Amorati's here doing sports. But a special guest is joining us uh, right now. He is the CEO and founder of Brave Books, a conservative children's book publishing company, father of two, a Texan, and uh, the CEO and founder. Let's hear it for uh, Trent Talbot. Welcome to the show, Mr. Talbot, and how are you? Hey guys, how you doing? Happy doing to be well. Here. Hi, Trent. I, I, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm looking at every picture of you. You got a cowboy hat on. What happened? Man, it's a long story. Try <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be seen without a cowboy hat, but uh, last minute changes. I could not locate it. I think my daughter got a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably outside on her bike right now, riding around yeah. with the hat on. Well, welcome to the show. We appreciate it. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. And, uh, you know, because I understand this, you didn't set out, you know, when you were a kid growing up, you weren't like, you know what, what do I want to do when I grow up? I want to be a a conservative children's book publisher. Um, I know that probably wasn't in there somewhere, right? No, I wasn't thinking of writing based children's books. Uh, (laughs) So now how did you end up, how did you end up being the CEO and founder of Brave Books? 
Well, man, I was a, I was actually a physician up until I am a physician, but I was practicing about until about a year ago, my daughter was born and, and I was blind to this whole culture war thing, but she, after her, she was born. Really, the thing that got me was the the film Cuties by Netflix. That really shook me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was followed shortly there by you know, Anti-Racist Baby being the number one book on Amazon. Now, now what, is, what, what is that? What is Anti-Racist Baby? To, because I've never heard of that before. Now, it's, it's a book that uh, teaches CRT to kids, basically. It tells white kids to hate their whiteness. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So that too. Yeah. So, so that, was, that was a trigger basically or one of them yeah yeah and and you know thinking about what what lessons i want to teach my daughter and how i'm going to deliver those lessons you know because kids learn best through story and 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 i just noticed that there was a huge um hole in the market and and i decided that i, I wanted to be the one that that filled that hole and and so we we came out with uh great books all right. Now, now you're the CEO and, and the founder. Did you also write any of the books or, or you're just looking for authors? Yeah, we, we, we go back and forth with, with the authors. You know, um, okay. you know, for this book, we, we worked with Ashley St. Clair, who's a conservative icon to write elephants are not birds. Um, we have Elizabeth Johnson, Jack Basovic. So we, we are, our, our co-authors really have a heavy hand in the writing, but we definitely go back and forth with them to make sure that, that we're delivering the right message to the kids. Right. And how the uh, how the book's been uh, received? I mean, let's face it. You mentioned there's a huge hole in the market that you saw that, you know what, this is a, this is a part of the segment of society that wasn't being addressed. Right. Uh, men are flying off the shelves. Our, our website, bravebooks.us, is 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 exploding. And um, it, our guys in the warehouse are, are very busy. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> you, you know, Trent, uh, hi again, uh, David Zier again today. Um, I just wanted to uh, commend you on, uh, you know, bypassing Amazon to sell directly from your own website. Uh, and you can have a yearly subscription for twelve ninety nine. correct? Well, it's actually twelve ninety nine per month. So yes, it comes yes, out. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I but, think that, but, yeah. You know, but yeah, we, you know, um, we... We thought there's just such a risk going to Amazon. One, they take a huge cut. Um, Jeff Bezos has enough money. And, you know, he doesn't need mine. So, so um, we we decided to to bypass bypass Amazon, yeah, eliminate the risk of getting canceled, do everything ourselves from website to fulfillment, everything. I have a quick uh, comment. Um, I want to write a book called What's on Biden's Chin <laughs> for kids. Uh, but anyway, um, the island of free ice cream is uh, going to be coming out from Jack Posobiec, right? Uh, which will tackle communism. And you're also courting Dan Crenshaw to write uh, Fame, Blame, and the Raft of Shame about cancel culture. Uh, very creative stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan's... Dan's already written it. It's just sort of been stuck in house ethics to to make sure that he can that he can uh, publish it and you know have his name on all this stuff. It's it's sort of so we're we're that's the last loophole to, to cross. But um, yeah, it's it's really exciting that 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 book. Both those books are just amazing. And and when people see the the level of thought and the artwork, it's going to blow people away. I mean, I, I really think that we're making the best children's books out there. Um, and and for conservatives, you know, they're going to go from really not having anything to having the best. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of what you want. I mean, you, you're not, you're, you, like you said, you, you've discovered that there was a hole in the market 
And you know what? It's like, hey, I can I can help fill this hole. And also, you know, not just do it to make a profit. I mean, everybody wants to make a profit, but you're also doing something good because, like you said, you're tackling this this whole, you know, CRT, this whole transgender thing. I mean, I- explain, you know, especially with the, the transgender stuff, that's got to be confusing for kids. Is there any book in particular that's going to be aimed at that? Because that, you know, let's face it, that's almost like mental uh, mental abuse on a child. Yeah, I mean, they're so impressionable at that age that it's just not right to add such such confusion you know i mean the world's a confusing place life is confusing and to add something as core as your gender um to make that confusing is is just not right to me and right. so but yeah our first book is actually on gender identity and it's called elephants are not birds it's about a elephant who's a good singer and he comes across a vulture named culture who convinces of hey you're such a good singer you must be a bird and kevin <laughs> goes along with that and culture gives him a beak and some wings and you can buy it at bravebooks.us but uh, kevin <laughs> has the best time he, he turns out that he's not that good at flying right. so yeah yeah no doubt so you're but, a recent father of about a year and i'm sure it hits home uh my oldest is 32 and and we've been through the ringer with this uh, left-wing nonsense in schools uh but i loved your quote that there is a real going on a uh, real war going on for the hearts and minds of our kids and everywhere you looked it was propaganda so that's what drove you right yes yeah exactly right um it was after she was born it was like everywhere i looked um it was there and and yeah it's just scary you know as a as a parent and knowing that that your daughter or son is going to be growing up in that world it's it's concerning and and you know kids they're so impressionable from things they watch and things they read and you know as parents it makes our jobs hard if we don't have the same tools you know as as the left has you know if they have the movies and the books it, it makes our jobs really hard and so so there needed to be an alternative to what the culture question. Yeah, to kind of balance things out. Because again, you know what? Kids are sponges. I remember when I was growing up, there are certain things that I wasn't supposed to say, but I heard it and you repeat it because that's what you do as a kid, right? Yeah, um, right. Now, in terms of, because you're, you're, your books are about this kind of message, you know, being being more wholesome. Are, are, there, are you finding authors trying to reach out to you like you mentioned uh you mentioned um dan hawthorne right crenshaw dan crenshaw sorry got him mixed up with madison hawthorne um you mentioned him but are you finding like you know maybe some conservative uh people that are high profile maybe celebrities or stuff are reaching out to you going you know what i'd love to be involved um do you have any of that happening as well yeah yeah. um yeah we've our inbox has been blowing up, you know, all sorts of conservative icons or influencers, even politicians are wanting to wanting to talk about doing a book because it's, it's fun. You know, it's it's like it's a good way to it's a good way to um, leave something behind for for kids. So a lot of people are are, are wanting to want to partner with us. And, and right now we're staying focused on kids books and, and this series that we have, you know, we, we, we think we've created something really cool. We're doing. It's like a Marvel type um, series where we've created a, a cast of characters, uh, 28 actually to be exact, 15 good guys and 13 villains. And and um, and so we're telling each story teaches a conservative lesson, but 
it they really all fit together and they they all take place in what we call the brave universe on freedom island right. and um so so we're we're just so in love with with where things are headed and and how much fun our our subscribers are going to have with it um if if i could just say this i think what you're doing is so important you know our children today do not have a chance they're hypersexualized at three, five, seven, nine years old with transvestite library reading hour. It's got no place in our society. And every single show on HBO, HBO Max, Netflix, every single show has underage girls in lesbian relationships. I mean, these kids do not have a chance. And, you know, so I, I thank you so much for doing this. And maybe you're going to expand to like pre-adolescent age and adolescent age, you know, type materials because... Uh, we're we're certainly in a war, and uh, thank you. Yeah, l l let me ask you this too, because we are going to be tight on time here, uh, Trent. Real quick, ha have you uh, had any schools? You know, some of the school systems maybe reach out to you. Are you working with any any uh, any educational places about you know what? Let's get some of these books into these kids' hands and give them an opportunity to read you know something other than the than the smut and the filth that the left is pushing. Yeah, you know, I mean, we really just came out what, six days ago was whenever we we had our official launch, and it started with the post, with the article in the New York Post. So it hadn't been that long, but yeah, our our inbox on our website is blowing up uh, with schools and and organizations uh, that want to help get these books into kids' hands. So that's something that we're really excited about, sort of working through all those all those inquiries to, to help get as many books as we can into, into kids' hands because it is just so important. Yeah, and again, with, with the different things that they seem to be pummeling kids with these days at earlier and earlier ages, just like uh, some of the stuff that David mentioned. Um, yeah. wh where do you, where do you see you guys, uh, say in about a year? I mean, cause this is a t exciting. You just said it's six days old. You got the New York post article I was just reading. Um, you know, where do you see this thing going in the next year? You got any plans for, for where you want to go? Well, yeah, you know, we've started writing, um, books all the way up until I believe February. And so, so we have a pretty good idea of where the story is, is heading as far as, you know, from a business standpoint, um, we want to be at a hundred thousand subscribers by the end of the year. And then we think that'll, that'll, we'll be right on track to, to our bigger goals over the next, you know, three to five years. Um, and yeah, we, we really do see big things happening. That's right. for sure. Well, that's great to hear. And again, we've been talking to uh, Trent Talbot. He's the CEO and founder of Brave Books. If you want to go to bravebooks.us, you can find out more about them. You can see how to order the books. You can uh, read about them. You can see them with his cowboy hat on because he has it yeah. for everybody else but us. Uh, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> you yeah. can also uh, you know, contact them. Check out the store because, again, these books are uh, available. You can shop right there on the website. Get started. He mentioned the one book, I guess, that's featured. In, in the post article elephants are not birds and uh you know coming soon you've got uh things like lily little lives matter the island of free ice cream uh cancel culture and critical race theory from from the hodge twins those guys are cool all right so yeah. it seems like you guys you guys got a lot of stuff coming great to have you on again trent talbot thank you so much for joining us tonight we appreciate it thank y'all for having me all right thanks trent all right, be all right. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. And uh, to you watching the show, check it out. Shop bravebooks.us. Check it out for yourself. See if that's something. Maybe you can share it with somebody in your family. You never know. All right, we got one more segment left. We got sports. We got a little bit more 
here that we haven't gotten to. We'll try and get to as much as possible. Live from Studio 6B right here on Real America's Voice. Hey there. Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Man, oh man, another Fast Friday show in the books. David Zier sitting in with us. He's going to be back on Monday as well. Uh, so we look forward to that. And he's bringing along a guest by the name of uh, one Dr. Ben Carson. So that should be fun. That's going to be happening. D- uh, Dr. Ben's going to be on our show at 830 on Monday. So look forward to that. In the meantime, we also have Slick Rick with sports. Let's get our last sports report of the night in the books. Rick, what do you got? Rick, just a quick question. Are we going to let Paul ask Dr. Ben Carson any questions on Monday night? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Major League Baseball. Thank you, Rick. Uh, Pirates, 7 nothing over to Phil's top seven. Right now, Nationals lead the Cubs 4-3, bottom of the eighth. Royals over the uh, tra- Trail of Blue Jays. Actually, check that. 6-2, bottom seven. Cincinnati Reds continue to lead the Mets 3-1, bottom of the eighth on that Joey Votto homer. Yankees, one nothing over the Marlins, top of the eighth. Rays over the Red Sox, 7-3, bottom seven. Orioles lead the Tigers 4-3, bottom eight. Uh, bottom fifth, Brewers over the Braves, eight to four. Rangers right now trail the Mariners, seven to one. That's in the top of the fifth. We have the White Sox, three two over the Indians, top five, and uh, top five also Twins and Cards tied at one. Athletics, Angels, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and Astros, Giants just underway a few minutes ago. And Rockies are at the Padres, ten ten p.m. First pitch out in San Diego. Cheyenne Frontier Rodeo. We can't forget that rodeo day is up and going. That will wrap up this weekend. I'll have a full report on Monday. Monday, but and from Cheyenne, Wyoming, at Frontier Park this weekend, big event, thousands of people converge on Little Cheyenne, small little city in Wyoming, and good for them. Glad to see them back. People are out spending money, and again, nothing brings them together like the rodeo, the best sport in the country. Bareback rodeo right now, bareback riding. Tim O'Connell on Sozo with an 87. Keep in mind, Tim Con- o- O'Connell is the number one world ranked uh, bareback rider. Saddle Bronc Ben Anderson on Bridal Shower has an 88. Bull riding J.B. Morney on Old Eagle Eye, 87 and a half. Steer wrestling, Seth Peterson in five and a half seconds. He edged out, get this one, Rick, Rowdy Parrot by one-tenth oh. of a second. I got a few Rowdy Parrots that live with me. I'm sure uh, do. <laughs> Team roping, round two, Tate Kirchenschlager and uh, Cole Davidson in 7.8 seconds. Tie down roping, Glenn Jackson, 10.3 seconds. Picked up 4,500 bucks. Bow racing, this is for the second round. This is for Jessica Rutia, 17.41 seconds. And there's a bonus in this rodeo, steer roping, which you don't see in a lot of them. Uh, Blake Decker at 11.9 seconds. He picked up a cool $6,964. The total purse on this rodeo, is 266k so we'll have a wrap on rodeo and we'll bring back our pro bull riders on monday i know everybody's waiting to hear that and i'm gonna slip one in because big d isn't here tonight <laughs> last time i did this i did curling he tuned in and he's like what is amirati doing curling for well i got a good one here and this was bought and inspired by crossfit girl 21 a very active uh, individual in our chat 
and I'm assuming young lady. Uh, the 2021 <laughs> No Bull CrossFit Games are underway in Madison, Wisconsin. By the end of the weekend, the fittest on earth will emerge and stand atop the podium. This is from uh, uh, Brittany Sailing. It was a difficult sport for me, True trans- full transparency. Not really familiar with it, but I did watch some of the highlights, which are great because of licensing we can't show. But I got to tell you, these people, these athletes are just exceptional, everyday people like us who train, work hard, don't make millions of dollars, but I tell you, true athletes. 14 divisions, 26 previous champions, all vying for glory, and a share of $288,000 total prize purse. We got boys and girls from 16 to 17, then it jumps up to 35 to 65 plus men and women, different brackets, and not men and women combined. They've got it right over there. Uh, Events include sprints, pull-ups, sled drag, kayaking, one-mile swim, navigating, handstand I was watching, which was just absolutely exceptional, weightlifting. I'm just going to give you a couple of the final standings tonight, Rick. Men, 35 to 39. The uh, first place was Kyle Kasparbauer at 775 points. They get a certain amount of points for each event. Uh, James Holbert came in in second with 745. And Adrian Conway with 705 points. The ladies, 35 to 39. Whitney Gellin, 755 points. Laura Gravat, uh, 710 points. And Annette Tucker, 665 points. And then we go to the men. Rick, you'll like this bracket. It's the 50 to 54. I know you're not 50 yet, but... <laughs> But anyway, Bernard Luzzi. I'm not that old. Six, I know you. Yeah, you're not 50. I know that. 615 points. Kevin Costa, not Costa. Uh, Costa, 605 points. And the women, well, Tia Vesa, she won with 595 points. Right behind her was Joanne Cooper. And that's Joanne Cooper. So, hey, we'll have a full report as well because Big D won't be here Monday to yell at me either. <laughs> CrossFit Games. And thank you, CrossFit Girl 21. You're the inspiration for bringing a new game to our sports report and that's a slick rick report now now did you watch some of this yes i did i did and i i heard you were enamored with it i was it was unbelievable and the one i couldn't get over was the um the young ladies doing the handstand going clearly across i mean it just you gotta I, i couldn't balance myself i couldn't do a headstand from here to maybe two feet all the way across, all the way back, this one young lady was just exceptional. I was watching that, and of course, I was watching the men running through the, uh, you know, running through the uh, like the pylons. Yeah, really, some athletes, I got to tell you, yeah. hats off to them. I'm, I'm watching a little bit of it now. The it ladies, is really, uh, it's kind of cool, and I'm glad uh, she turned me on today. Yeah, all right. Everyday sports that folks can relate to. Interesting stuff, and uh, we look forward to Monday. I guess. I just so, wanted to add, uh, there's a bull loose here in New York for yes. about oh, two weeks now. So when I find it, I'm going to ride it. It's, there you it's go. amazing. A, 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 an actual bull escaped yeah, the slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse on the east end of Long Island and has been running around for almost two weeks. Uh, I, I kept ma- meaning to bring this up during the week, and I kept forgetting. Uh, uh, the darn thing is gone. They can't find it. I got banned from uh, Facebook for a couple hours because I put a picture of a 40-ounce tomahawk chop oh, <laughs> on the uh, thread uh, about this. Um, so, um, yeah, they still haven't found it. And they actually sent a cow out to try to attract yes. it. Yeah, yeah but you know what? He cow. wasn't moving on that one. Yeah, oh, boy. They, they sent a cow out that was, uh, quote-unquote, in heat to try and lure it out. And it didn't work. <laughs> they also had uh, horseback riders with lassos. <laughs> oh, nice. We got uh, our own rodeo, our, G. Our family friend on the island, he's got like a, an animal rescue company, and he's been involved with this, and he's posting updates every day. And they almost thought they, they spotted it today. Turns out it was a turkey. <laughs> how, how do you make it? Uh, how do you get those two confused? Eh, big black blur in the woods. Uh, all right. Stealth hey, ball. Uh, 
Real quick to wrap up some some things here. Uh, this just broke earlier today. Uh, Joe Biden Friday afternoon answered a few questions from the South Lawn on the White House before he left for Camp David for the weekend. He thought he was going to like day camp. Um, turns out a reporter asked Biden if Americans should expect more COVID restrictions. Biden's answer in all probability as he rattled off the number of people, blah, blah, blah. But this is something you have to look forward to. Again, we're going to see more of this as yeah. the government, you know, goes to kind of crack down. Um, they want full control. They don't care what the numbers say. They don't care what the science says. They see blood in the water in terms of their own blood uh, when it comes to the next set of elections in 2022. It's not going to go well for them. No, and they this know this. Is, uh, this is all part of the scheme. And then uh, earlier today, the White House said they weren't going to lock people down. So there's mixed messaging going on. Uh, but I think they will. And yeah. people are going to revolt. Yeah. And it's just amazing that uh, they, they actually think they can get away with this kind of stuff. It's like they don't understand that the American people, you know, will only go so far. For the most part, we're pretty nice. Yeah, I'm surprised more people didn't speak out over the last year and a half, but I agree. Uh, Rick, can I just tell you about our yeah. cyber symposium coverage from Mike yes. Lindell? We're going to South Dakota the week after next, and we're going to bring you all the information from Mike Lindell to lay out his case on election fraud and bring you all of the latest audit information from all the states. And Real America's Voice will be covering it, and I'll be on the ground there. All right, so we look forward to that. You also have uh, David Zier's show, Breaking Point, tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., right here on the network, Real America's Voice. So look for him tomorrow morning as well. In the meantime, you can also, uh, you know, visit us online. Go to livefromstudio6b.com, the new home, online home of the uh, the show. You can uh, check out everything there. The uh, what even is that? It's the crazy town, sports, just the news link. You can chat when the show is on, when the show is off, whenever you want. And, of course, we invite you to send emails, lfs6b at yahoo.com. In the meantime... We wrap this up on a Friday night. We want to thank you for watching. As always, we salute our military active and retired, our first responders, EMTs, firefighters, police, everybody serving on the front lines. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, David Zier. Thank you, Slick Rick. Thank you, boys in the studio. And, of course, you guys watching at home. Thank you so much. We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to wipe. <laughs>